This is Puck Here, New Zealand's hockey podcast, with your hosts Logan Swinkles and Joe Jury. Hey guys, welcome to Puck Here. Uh, we've got, got a special one for you. It's the last of our NZHL specials. With I am your host, as always, Logan Swinkles, and i got my buddy, the Ginger Ninja, Joe Jury. Who's with us today? Uh, we have Nick Henderson from the West Auckland Admirals and Andrew Hay from the Botany Swarm. Hey guys. Hey guys, how you going? Hey, how are you? And uh, we're all cramped up here in the Ice Blacks Team Hotel. Uh, this is quite fun. It's very cozy. Yeah. It's a very cozy spot. Very I, I don't know. If, I don't know if you can hear it, but there's like a little bit of crickets going on in the background. A bit of fun. The, um, uh, the funk of uh, drying hockey gear is just permeating throughout the room. <laughs> oh yeah, is it ever? Actually, I appreciate that you guys have sort of aired it out a little bit for us. It's not too bad as far as hockey smell goes. Is the entire is the entire like hotel staff just steering clear of this whole wing? Well, you should have seen yesterday. It was all just floating out on that on that berm out there. So. <laughs> It wasn't too nice, and my guess smells horrible. So, <laughs> uh, so obviously, uh, by the time this goes to air, the tournament's already been and gone. Um, We've so we, won. We're, we're hoping you guys have won. <laughs> Only time will tell. Only time will tell. But uh, how was how was training camp in Australia? Do you know, did you guys feel like you, the team benefited uh, by playing against you know strong Australian composition uh, opposition? Yeah, I think um, it was definitely one of the best camps I've been at. Um, I know generally we're quite far away in, in like the Czech Republic or um, Calgary last year, so it's a bit tough to have those two travel days, um, get straight on the ice and then um, get into it. But I think Melbourne being the short distance, um, we were so well looked after by the you know, the Melbourne Ice, the Melbourne Mustangs, yeah. the rink staff and everyone. So um, I think it was definitely beneficial to be over there and have that competition as well um, I know the boys came together pretty well um, well I guess we'll see in the next couple of days but <laughs> but yeah I think it was awesome yeah I think just uh, basically what Nick said I think uh, in terms of convenience factor you know only three hour flight from Auckland across the ditch instead of up to Europe um, we don't have to deal with uh, you know time changes and those sorts of things boys settled in really well into the accommodation which was really of a really good standard and pretty close to the rink um the rink over there in melbourne's the best facility in in the southern hemisphere without question and um just the the structure of the camp and being able to play four really high quality games against opposition that were of a very similar level to us is much more beneficial than you know um going over there and getting a hiding or or giving another team a hiding so um no the, the boys are feeling really good after the camp and and obviously getting into Auckland a couple of days out, out of the uh, tournament just to settle in here and um and adjust and and got our first training here this afternoon nice did you uh have any time to like hang out in Melbourne and play tourists or was it just in camp the whole time? Uh, we, we did have two days off. It's a sort of general thing of the training camps. We have two sort of days where we either do team activities or, you know, go and see friends and family that are in um, the various cities. But um, one of the days, so we went to the Formula One, which um, it's not really my cup of tea, but <laughs> well, <laughs> despite we, 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 what we, I said we, on that live video. Yeah, I was going to say, there was a was, Facebook was live video there, uh, when yeah. you guys were checking in back home and you said that was your highlight. You yeah, pra- I couldn't, you I, I couldn't think on the spot. It was, it was 5.30 in the morning and I was like... <laughs> okay, what comes to my memory first? But <laughs> but no, so I think the second day off was probably um, a bit more relaxing. We kind of cruised around. You know, Melbourne's a beautiful city, so 
it was good to kind of get out in the in the suburbs and like Fitzroy and experience the coffee culture and all of that. So we we did something a little bit different on our second day off. Um, some of the boys hung around town and the CBD and that sort of stuff. We took a van out to Mornington Peninsula, about an hour and a half um, from the Melbourne CD, CBD, and they have a pretty extensive sort of hot pool set up there and um, basically up and down this mountain in the middle of nowhere um, with some pretty good views. Not not sort of Kiwi. NZ quality views but some decent views nonetheless and so that was good to go out and uh, just do something a bit different um, a few of the boys have been to Melbourne a few times now so I wanted to do something just a little bit out of the ordinary so that was uh, really good fun especially after you know the back end of camp when everyone's sorting, starting to get a few niggles and a, a few um, bumps and bruises so it was good to just have a really good relaxing day. Nice yeah I, f- I fucking rate Melbourne as a city I haven't been back in a long time I used to always go for uh those Soundwave festivals. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they were good. I sort of, I should have gone over. <laughs> yeah, Melbourne's sick. It's like such an amazing place, and it's like a um, hyper New Zealand day. It's like a yeah. good, big version of the entire country of New Zealand. It's like kind of everything good about New Zealand, like the Wellington coffee culture. Yeah. The well, I wouldn't say New Zealand's got good public transport, but <laughs> I, mean, I don't I think, think New Zealand has any public transport yeah, pretty much. Point. I think, nice I think as uh, Ryan, to Ryan, Ryan Ruddle would describe it as a bit of a, a bit of a jazzy vibe. A jazzy town. Um, <laughs> uh, jazz really food. <laughs> uh, what does it so for both of you guys? What does it mean uh, to wear the black jersey and represent New Zealand? Um, oh, obviously, I've been doing it for a wee while, so I must enjoy it um, somehow. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, um, you know, it's 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 quite a. The first thing is it's in terms of individually for the for each of the players, it's quite a big commitment to take three weeks away from your your job or your study or your family or, or whatever you've got going back home. We're all amateurs. We all just play for the love of the game. Um, there's no sort of money involved in it. Um, in fact, it's the opposite. We have to actually stump up from our own personal funds or sponsorships. So obviously we wouldn't go through all of that if we didn't love playing. Um, just being on tour with the lads for three weeks out of the year is, is something that everyone looks forward to every year. And um, just being able to put on that black jersey and, and represent your country, um, which you know in this day and age um, is, is something that, that should certainly be um, treasured. And, and um, yeah, I certainly appreciate every opportunity to to do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm the same. It's just um, you know you get that kind of month away feeling like you're a pro hockey player. Um, you get to you know represent your country and, and what you love doing and what you're passionate about, um, and be with a group of people that kind of have have that same you know feeling and that same kind of goal. So um, I think there's no feeling like it when you're actually out there and playing um, for for the country. So. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty incredible. You mentioned about, you know, um, bringing in the cash, you know, raising the funds to, to even play for your country. Uh, you know, we saw Rick Parry, you know, he crowdfunded to get the funds going and, you know, the New Zealand ice hockey community were all GCs and stumped up and helped out. But, you know, how do you, is it is it hard to do that year in, year out to find that money to play? Uh, for sure. For sure. I, don't, I don't think I've done too well at raising money. So <laughs> um, I tried to sell my slap shot this year, which didn't work out too well. Um, I, I sort of had what, what like uh, slap shot lessons kind of thing no like? like you could sponsor my slap shot and right. basically have the rights to put your logos or whatever on my stick and have me shoot pucks at kind of a a colleague that's not performing or something like that so <laughs> oh, shit that could actually be quite good yeah shit I wish I knew about that I would have 
Yeah, I was quite lucky. I think the, um, I mean the the ice bake trips are a bit like coffee cards. So you buy twelve, you get the thirteenth, <laughs> you get the thirteenth one free. So I actually didn't have to stump up any money for this trip. So that was a nice little thing. No, that's not true. But um, no, it is, it is quite difficult. And not only ice bakes, but also obviously our national league um, commitments as well. I'm pretty sure most of the players have to pay some some sort of uh, um, uh, fee for that. And obviously we've got sponsors that help us out every year, and it does get difficult going back to them every year so um but it, it is always a constant challenge and it probably will be for the foreseeable future until we're able to to get some really major sponsorship um on board um but things are heading in the right direction i think in that in that regard i mean you look at the um, sky city stampede for example um, you know a pretty large international um brand um sponsoring them um which is good things for them and can only mean good things for the league yeah. Uh, speaking yep. of sponsorship, you, um, I think the Botany Swarm, they're sponsored by DHL. That's yep. a that's a pretty big company too. Yeah, so we're um, we've got a um, affiliation and, and a sponsorship arrangement with um, with DHL. Obviously, they're they're a pretty large international logistics company um, in terms of freight and that sort of stuff. They. Um, we're looking to grow that. They're, they're on board for another year, and we're, we're trying to, to obviously grow and, and give them better value for money. Um, so, yeah, that's certainly one of our key focuses for for, for the Botany Swarm in, in, in that regard. So, how's the how's the preseason training and prep going for the NZHL season? Um, well, I mean, uh, to be honest, our focus has been on this. Um, I know we've been kind of in and out with with our um, respective teams. Um, we I think, from an admiral's perspective. Um, it's been a, a pretty good summer of preparation, more so on the recruitment front <laughs> rather than um, the actual training front because um, we've, we've managed to pick up a couple of... <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's not looking happy there. Um, pick up a couple of solid Kiwi players um, that'll be, I guess, named by the time this podcast comes out. But um, Yeah, so we And then Chubba's run is kind of general um, on-ice sessions, just working on basic skills and stuff, and then we've been in the gym. Um, out at Strong Factory, out out in uh, Newland, going pretty hard out there. Yeah, I actually played in a game against your guys yesterday. Oh, was that the the BHL, BHL one? Yeah. Oh, so, nice. um, how did we look? You guys look good, <laughs> but pretty fast. I mean, if we didn't have uh, Daigle, Daigle, and and Casey Ball on our team, we would have got annihilated. So, was that where that shootout video came from yeah, yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Did he fall over on purpose, or was that? Did he get tripped uh, up by the? Did you see that video, Nick? No, no. So um, Casey well Ball skated down. Um, Threw, was little, threw his glove off at the goalie to distract him, deeped him <laughs> forehand. But as he was deeking forehand, I think the goalie stuck his stick out and he tripped up. And whilst he was tripping over, he managed to, to bury the puck in the net. It was quite an impressive play by it the old was fella. Basically, a, the equivalent of a yard sale, but scoring a goal <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, it was um, it was good. Uh, yeah, you guys look pretty pretty quick and fast. And um, yeah, if we didn't have those two guys in our team, we would, it would have been a completely other result oh it's good to hear we're looking good and <laughs> <laughs> so you're looking forward to uh checking in with the team once the ice blacks uh, is all wrapped up yeah i can't wait to be back um monsieur again these kind of trips away just um fuel that passion for hockey again so um be awesome to be back and and see kind of what we got on the import front um get back in that team environment that late nights in the the locker room with our kind of ten thirty training so um yeah it should be good what about you and the uh, swarm We've yeah we've had a very similar preseason to last season. So the the lads have been in the gym um, twice a week since um, the middle of January. 
just working on their strength and their and their fitness and just sort of coming together and working hard as a team and um, seeing the roster shape up over the next couple of weeks will be interesting. Um, like Nick said, we've got some imports that are coming over and we have not a lot of idea about their background or how good they are, so that'll be interesting to see. Um, we've managed to pick up a couple of local um, players um, back on our roster from previous seasons. Um, Josh A's back from from the UK, which will be a good addition to have um, a senior a senior guy in the locker room. That's a big and announcement. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's, it's Nick, breaking Nick was, news. Nick was pretty tight lipped there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what's kind of part of him, what's not. Well, he's in the country, so if he doesn't play, I won't. Um, I'll disown him as a brother. Probably. <laughs> um, That's fair. But um, yeah, no, we're we're pretty excited about this season. We've um, we feel like we're also sort of building towards something. Um, you know, after a, a period of success, we've just been working hard to sort of get back there. So um, yeah, looking forward to to getting cracking into that once the um, once the world champs are over. Have you with the whole import thing? Has it ever been the situation where you know nothing about a guy and then? He turns up to the first game. You're like, "What the fuck is this guy?" Yeah, like, do you, do you guys try Happens and look them the up on YouTube? Or <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's a bit different to the previous days where uh, a imports weren't that bigger factor. If if he had one or two, that was a fantastic outcome. No one really knew what level they were. Just from you know Canada or from Czech Republic, it wasn't really relevant what league they played in or or what level they played in or who drafted them or anything like that. It was just basically getting players on board. But now it's obviously got to the point where the various teams have you know um, you know quite a bit of choice in terms of who they pick up. So there is a quite a bit of scouting involved. Um, obviously, you know YouTube and and um, all these various um, live streaming websites, you can get a, a bit of a feeling of a of a player and how good they are and what level they're playing. People have a generally much wider knowledge of the various leagues throughout the world and what level they are in comparison to the NZIHL um, from previous players that have come past, come over and played in, in in those sorts of leagues. So in terms of that, I think the process has certainly grown a, a lot over the last probably four or five years in particular to the point where you know they come over and we almost expect them to be able to perform at a certain level so that sort of um, mysteriousness around how good or how bad they're going to be is somewhat nullified and, and um, it is, it is a, it some is a bit of some not fully <laughs> exactly <laughs> some not fully I mean sometimes you have some duds and you, you can't really get a full gauge on people's um, attitudes and personalities which is quite almost as important as yeah. the hockey ability in yeah. the changing room oh, yeah it's, it's huge like we I mean we Generally, I think our coaches and kind of management do a bit of a Skype interview with them and try and gauge their initial personality, um, which doesn't always work out. I mean, we've had a lot that come through quite well on the camera and then just not fit in the locker room. So, and that's that's rough on a team. Like if you have your import thinking they're a star, and <laughs> that's rough on the import going all that way, and then <laughs> and then no one liking them. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's the like? Uh, so, say you know, being senior members of of your teams, do you guys get any kind of say in in ports at all? Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, obviously, we've got uh, management and coaches that um, that's their key focus, and you know, I'll add value if and where I can, but I'm not going to claim to be a um, expert on all, all the international leagues. I think we've got some um, guys that are based from North America and from Europe that have a bit better idea of um, what level that player is likely to be so I'll get involved and give my two cents where I can but I sort of try to leave that up to the management and just focus more on um, the guys that are here and just making sure that they're doing the right things to make sure we're ready to go. You're uh, Nick, you're part of the NZHL Players Association. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us what the association does and 
what they kind of hope to achieve in the future for the players, I guess? Well, it's, it's changed quite a bit over the, um, the course of sort of the three years that I've been a part of it. Because, um, I mean, a lot of a lot of players, like I think Gino Hyde was a part of it and then went overseas and came back and is back involved now. Justin Finlay was there for a while then got a suspension and then <laughs> came back in and then, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty was interesting. Was that the uh, suspension where he supposedly spat at the ref? It was one of his suspensions. I'm not sure. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't think I can fully comment on that. But, um, but no, anyway, back to the Players Association. I think it is just a place um, for, you, you know, there's obviously so many different parties involved in, in New Zealand ice hockey and it's good for the players to actually have their voice um, on, you know, an objective voice as well, just, you know, whether it be on things as like recently the live streaming kind of mm. um, communication and, and PR um, and then in the past it's, it's, there's a lot of chat around referees um, around kind of quality of um, um, imports to various teams and things like that so um, yeah it's really just a place for the players to have their say and, and bring kind of that collective thoughts from the different teams to, to one place there so got some good mature people in there Hopefully. <laughs> Andrew Hazer, I think. So. Are you part of it? Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, yeah, good, I was going to ask, uh, yeah, you mentioned Gino and, you know, there's there's you two here. Who else is involved? Um, who's, uh, I think Bertie is involved. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Bert's the um, Stampede representative and I'm not 100% on who the Red Devils rep is at the moment. Is it just one guy from each team? Yeah. Yeah, one yeah. guy. Yeah. So it's oh, just it might be Tom Tappen. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially, so good guy. It's um pretty pretty easy for him just on on Facebook really. I've um right. you know there's you know, every couple of weeks we'll we'll have a bit of a chit chat and get a bit of a blog going on on various issues like like Nick mentioned and um obviously the um the player rep then presents them to the NZIHL committee on behalf of the players. Um, most of the time we're in agreement in terms of the major yeah. issues. Um, we have a bit of banter and a bit of um, you know healthy debate around some of the other things, but um, most of the time we're all in, looking in the same direction. Obviously, keeping New Zealand ice hockey in terms of you know, the main focus, um, in terms of um, you know growing the game. Those, those issues that you disagree with, you just um, do you uh, discuss them on the ice while you. Crush someone behind the net, just like why did we not uh, agree on that whole schedule situation? Like, like you hit someone, yeah. this, this league's really poorly funded. What's going on? <laughs> I gotta work on Monday, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, no, there's a little little bit of banter out on the ice. We try to probably keep it more sort of related to the individual game rather than a goings on in the, uh, in the boardroom, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't think I think we're kind of um, probably gone a bit more quiet compared to what it used to be like. All the younger guys are kind of chirping a bit now, so it's up to us young guys to try and keep them um, on the straight and narrow. Yeah. What are some of the best chirps that you've got, or you've heard, or been directed at, or delivered? I, I generally. And this is an this is an explicit podcast, so you can say whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I generally generally get from it's it's often from import players. They chirp me about my skating. So I kind of try and get at them and then I just get the, you can't fucking skate, what are you doing here? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm working on it, like I'm trying to learn, like I'm getting better every year, I think. So. Oh, you're like, I'm sorry guys, yeah. I'm really trying here. Yeah, I think in Queenstown you often get personally just attacked heavily. By the crowd? By the crowd, yeah, yeah. which is which is kind of fun, like it was... <laughs> 
one time where we had a, a situation with admirals. I don't know if you guys have heard about this, where um, we we weren't doing too well. Um, our goalie was getting chirped, and he um, kind of had a bit of a meltdown and came to the bench. And then our assistant coach at the time ended up running across the ice and trying to fight a guy. <laughs> in who, the crowd. Who, yeah, who was who was that was netting at the time, and he was trying to get through the netting. Um, and I was sort of sitting there going, like, this is what it's come down to. It's a rough season. But. So, so that's why Ted and Dan put in the put in the glass. Yeah, the glass is a little bit of a protection <laughs> situation. Yeah, for sure. But I, I don't know. I think I I don't know what the best chips you've ever had are. But generally, I get away pretty pretty nicely. It's the imports there mainly, you know kind of grill me about my ability to play hockey (laughs) (laughs) welcome to new zealand yeah Yeah. please please enjoy our hospitality (laughs) i'm pretty nice to them so i mean as you know reps in the uh, players association i guess you i would never say anything bad (laughs) (laughs) that's good uh just I want to quickly go back to the to the ice blacks Andy you mentioned how you know the coffee card <laughs> uh, you, you've been there since what 2004 2005 uh, 05 was my first world champs with the ice blacks yeah so how has the team like changed in that time do you think New Zealand's game is getting stronger absolutely I think the my first year there was a very it was just a completely different era it was just before the National League had been launched and back in those days it used to be a weekend tournament between Auckland, Canterbury and Southern and you'd play each other team twice for four games plus your in-house Premier Leagues or whatever your, your senior leagues which was that was the only hockey that we would get um, back in my first year there were very there was a very divided team. There was all your sort of over 30-year-old players who, when I was back, I'm, you know, over 30 now, but they seem like dinosaurs to me. And um, there was basically half the team were sort of in that older age group and half the team were younger guys coming through. Um, and it took about two or three years for the, for those younger guys to come through and actually start, you know, taking taking control of the team. And, and um, obviously with the, the talent coming through, and that was... I think largely due to the um, due to putting in the National League and, and having competitive games over a lot extended period of time, and just since that time we've sort of built and regrouped probably probably three or four times. We've been through. Um, I think this is my fifth head coach that I've been through, and each coach comes through and adds something different and new, and has different skill set to offer, and sees the team potentially going in you know one or the other direction in terms of where they think the best way to grow is. So it's been really interesting. Um, obviously learn as much as I can from every single um, coach and obviously been able to play with a, a pretty special bunch of players over the years. Both of you guys play for the Auckland teams. What's it, and you're going to start the season with a, a local derby. Are they the most fun games to play in? The Auckland-based Swarm Admirals games? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I you think guys, it, you guys get up for that one? Yeah, for sure. I think it's... The only thing that's a bit different this year is we're playing four warm-up games before the local derby, so... Um, hopefully that doesn't take away the kind of, um, you know, that real kind of amped up feeling you get before them. Uh, but aside from um, maybe the only other one that comes close will be playing in Queenstown. Um, but yeah, I get up pretty. Yeah, pretty big I agree. Time I think I think um, there is a very very healthy rivalry between the two teams. Um, there's a lot of um, mutual respect between the two franchises. I think. Um, both just going out there trying to represent their respective clubs to the best of, of their abilities and obviously the games are, have all been fairly tight I think we had three sort of three or four sort of one or two goal games last year 
um, chucking in the uh, TKRT trophy as well. Mm. Um, we've been, I think, fortunate enough to have a schedule where we've played the Emeralds at their home rink first up each season for the last two seasons and managed to to uh, sneak away with the trophy and, and subsequently lose it the next week um, <laughs> for three years come, in a row. Come back with it. And then they somehow managed years, to yeah. uh, come come back with it at the end of the year <laughs> and then now, so that, that'll be up for grabs in the in the first round, I think. So that's a little bit yeah, of a bit of a carrot for, for, for both teams to, to look forward to. And as Nick said, we're playing four pre-season games, um, which is which is what we need to do to make sure we're ready to go and compete with the Southern teams who do something similar. Um, so, yeah, no, really looking forward to it. What about, because uh, you're also ending your season playing each other. That could... Uh, we? Oh, yeah. Uh, last round of the season, you guys are playing against each other. Someone's been studying the schedule. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's so much research that goes into this. Yeah. It's just no, I had to... I had to um, ridiculous. I had to sort out my work schedule for, um, you know, helping out at like the Admirals games and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw, uh, yeah, last round. I think first round, yeah, it's, you know, at Avondale. And I think last round of the year, it's uh, in Botany. So I think that could possibly have some implications Especially considering how close everything was last year. Yeah, I think it all, um, looking at kind of the the lineup this year of various teams, it looks like it, it, it'll come down to the wire again. So it should be a good uh, good weekend to be in Auckland and come along to those games. I think it'll be exciting. Yeah, that was a great end into the season last year. Just, you know, because <laughs> I think... some. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, uh, we'll keep Dunedin out of this. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was very tight. Like, you know, going... You know, looking back the year before uh, 2014, Admirals, you know, finished last. And then, yeah, and, and then, the that as and well. then, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you guys have really built up very quickly. You know, last year, you guys just missed out on a finals place by three points. Yeah. And, you know, wh- what do you think your chances are this year? And, you know, what do you think is behind that, that sudden improvement? I think if, if you look at kind of any sport and any franchise or team, um, so I just I just got to teach uh, Nick how to hold his mic. Was I, was I just holding that by my ear? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like a, I'm glad that it's like a telephone. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Hello. I'm getting used to this. Um, You're good. Yeah, like I was saying, kind of with any sport or you know franchises, there's peaks and troughs, and um, we definitely went through that tough period um, where we we again went through three or four different coaches. Um, a couple of them left halfway through the season and stuff like that and then we were lucky enough to have Chubba come back and, and really kind of take hold of the team um, with the likes of Darren Blong and, and Dennis Monk involved as well um, and yeah, having having guys like that just committing to the team I think that was probably one of the tough things that we were missing was just that having that you know that person at the top or those people at the top that actually really you know wanted to be there and wanted to kind of um, improve the guys um, on a personal level and and as a team Um, and last year was sort of our I I think we did better than expected um, because I know Chubba when he first kind of took over he was saying he had sort of this more three four year plan of of, um, building those young guys up and and building a core of solid players and and last year we um, kind of took that a bit further and then we're pretty gutted to miss out at the end obviously so so just drawing comparisons here, you could say you guys are the Toronto Maple Leafs of the NHL. <laughs> oh, don't know about that. We'll see, we'll see how they go this year. <laughs> they're going to yeah. flame out before the playoffs and not make it. He's trying to break my heart, you fucking dick. <laughs> um, did you, Andy, did you see Botany Swarm have already like got ahead of everyone with some promo? 
Did you see that they were on the second? I did. Of I actually, I actually got a. Um, <laughs> was that recently? It was, yeah, it was uh, like can, so, can someone explain? This? Okay, so ago. I got a uh, Facebook message uh, video from my wife saying, "Look at this," and and I, it was some bird on on the Bachelor New Zealand skating around. Yeah, and um, talking about I all think by she, herself. <laughs> she must have been pretty serious. She had her own pair of figure skates, like you know, she doesn't muck around. Serious, yeah, um, <laughs> and um, she was sort of skating down, and the old. Um, you know, welcome to the hive, home of Botany Swarm banner in the background, and um, yeah, a little bit of bit of promo, um, countrywide promo going on there. It was, um, I mean, that program's a train wreck, but that was the highlight of the <laughs> thank you for of, saying that <laughs> of the show so far. And um, must have got like she had the whole rink to herself. It must have been expensive because it probably took four or five hours to film that <laughs> uh, twenty-five sec- uh, second segment. So, um, you know, three fifty bucks an hour. You know, it's yeah. good to see they're using the ice time well. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. well. They could have had a couple of games. Is that on. show taxpayer funded as well? I think so. Yeah, New Zealand on air. No, I don't think it is. You work at MediaWorks, so it's you you have to defend your company on this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I work at the opposition, so I can just slate you for that. Um. The best, the best thing that comes out of the Bachelor is Joe's weekly um, rap blogs for Haraki, where he just takes the best gifts from each episode and just makes everyone look like a piece of shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for a, a lawsuit actually for. I don't think it's coming. Using that footage. <laughs> the best this week, we um, we absolutely ripped the dude out and posted it on Facebook, and then he commented on the link saying, "Great work, guys! Your your best work so far." Oh, that's passive aggressive. Yeah. Which is, uh, and we like. I would have thought he would just have a blanket, no social media. Yeah. While he's while he's in the in the hot seat. So he's just on there blasting um well, they, about himself. The whole show is all like filmed and done, like before you see yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, you would think that you think, you know, like, you know, just shut your mouth. Don't say anything. But, um, I don't believe it's, I'm pretty sure it's all sponsorship driven. So don't get mad at New Zealand on air, putting money into it. Cause I don't think they do. <laughs> just look out for 2018 New Zealand bachelor featuring Dale Harrop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some good looking boys in the team. The, yeah. pest the, film, the filming may, the filming may interfere with his uh, ice hockey commitments, but the we'll just have to wait and see. The pistol. <laughs> Hockey version of The Bachelor, that'd be pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking on like an NHL side of things, who who do you reckon is going to win the Stanley Cup this year? Not the Winnipeg Jets, which... No, Nick, no, Nick that's why I've turned my hat backwards. <laughs> it's not going to be the Jets. I'm Now that Jets are, um, are out, basically, I'm a Rangers fan, so I'm going to go with the Rangers. Interesting. Why, why Rangers? Uh, just New York, Madison Square Garden, the, the big dream there. And I used to follow Rick Nash around and he's there, so that also helps. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Andy? Um, well, I'd, but old school, I'd like to see one of the Canadian teams go all the way. But I mean, it, it could happen this year. It's like pretty awesome that, you know, last year no team, no Canadian team made it. And this year there's a good chance there's five. Yeah, so as long as one of those win it, um, you know, it's been a while. So it'd be good to see the Leafs win it. Uh, yeah, for some. Um, <laughs> for some. Some in this room. <laughs> I actually, I think it'd be, I mean, it'd be awesome to see the Oilers or the Flames do it, I think. Do you um, think the Oilers can go all the way? If McDavid stays healthy, yeah. 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 Uh, I think I was, there was actually, I saw an interesting uh, stat 
on Twitter the other day where McDavid accounted for 40% of the Oilers' um, offense. Goals or, uh, you know, primary or secondary assists. That makes sense. He's unreal. <laughs> <laughs> so without him on the ice, um, I don't think the Oilers have much of a chance, but if you stayed around, he'd be all right. Yep. Well, uh, Patrick Maroon just basically stands at the net and just <laughs> stick down and gets passes. Don't you love that, um, you know, so they, they brought in, uh, uh, you know, Milan Lucic to be that big physical uh, presence and, you know, intimidate the, uh, the opposition and Pat Maroon's also coming and he's doing it for about half the amount of money. No, it'd be like a, a sixth of the bit, I think. A sixth. And Anaheim's still paying for half of his contract. <laughs> great trade. Yeah, so, some good decisions there by the Oilers. There's some strange ones, but it'd be cool to see them win. Um, who, uh, keep, still keeping with the NHL here, um, is there like a hockey player that you guys have modelled your game after at all? You're growing up? This, this is kind of a bit tough for me. I've just shifted to from forward to defence this year, um, this what? tournament. Bollocks. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> Don't believe it. It's my first time playing D, so um, I, when, when I found out I was playing D, I just started watching videos of Cronwall, um, Cronwalling people, um, and was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to model my game on that. And then I got on the ice and I just couldn't skate backwards and couldn't move laterally like that. So... Um, I would go with more of a cross between Dustin Bufflin and Brent Burns. <laughs> Those are two very good players. The dream player. Yeah, that's, yeah uh, that's good. Yeah, go with the strength and skill of those two. Are you going to try to grow a beard as well like that? I generally do um, have a beard, so... Yeah, I mean, you've got a, you've got a little one going, but are you going yeah, you know, to try to get no, the full neck no going? Chewbacca, Brent Burns. Kind of <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd say it'd be best to grow a beard rather than put on 400 pounds like Dustin Bufflin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'll go. go with the beard. <laughs> Yeah, I'll roll with that. Are you Andy? Um, I probably started watching hockey around 95 when I think the Devils won it that year. And um, obviously Scott Stevens. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was, I started off, hard to believe I started off as a forward, but um, still love the big open ice hits, you know, the clean hits. That Is that the way in New Zealand everyone wants to play forward and get all the goals and then there's like this and you uh, just put the worst skaters back on defence usually that's yeah. <laughs> I think that's how I sort of ended up there Scott <laughs> um, Stevens who if he played now would be suspended like every yeah exactly so it was a bit of a different time and obviously um, but I think the the key thing about Scott Stevens was the way that he um, played with his defensive partner to allow him to to make those big open ice hits where they had such good communication where if there was an uh, even man rush or you know there was a one on two or something like that the defenseman always give them the inside and the forward would go yep I'll take that and Stevens is coming across at 150 miles an hour and, and uh, throwing the big shoulder so um, yeah and obviously they the um, Red Devils had a bit of success oh, sorry the Devils the New Jersey Devils had a bit of success in um, that sort of was it 95 2003 yeah if my memory serves me correctly yeah and obviously the um, the 03 um, Stanley Cup series between um Mighty, Mighty Ducks, yeah, yeah. Went, went to Game 7. and When he um, killed Paul Career in yeah, that game. Yeah, that was probably a little bit late. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's uh, you know, probably the, the defenseman that I sort of tried to model. Just just a, just a tough guy and, you know, just safe and makes good, smart plays and throws the body when he, when he, when he can. And, um, yeah. Have you seen him recently? He, he coaches uh, the uh, – I think he's coaches of the Wild and he still looks at like he could play. Nah, he's just completely ripped. Mm. Uh, the head coach, Bruce Brudrow, is not 
No, he's, he's, <laughs> he's probably past his playing days. <laughs> yeah, just, just slightly. Yeah, we actually watched a uh, pretty cool um, uh, doco series. Not sure if you've. It's the one on Don Cherry. I don't know if you've come across it. Oh, is that the one that's on Netflix or was on Netflix? Maybe it's a two-part series, and he's. It's about his playing days and then his coaching days. It's quite cool. It's a. It's like a. It's not a. It's not a live doco. It's like a reenactment sort of thing. But yeah, no, it's pretty pretty crack up trying to remember what that's called i think it's like is it like he's looking at you or something or like the grape story or something yeah i'll just uh <laughs> look ask, it up. i'll just ask little bro okay. yeah <laughs> you can be our research department yeah i'll come i'll come back to you guys on that momentarily <laughs> andy hay is the stats man for the ice black yeah. so he's, oh, yeah. he's our francis Payne. yeah <laughs> i think that's about 75 percent of the reason of why i'm on the team this year <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, because we are, you know, being New Zealand, uh, you know, country that's dominated by rugby. Um, how did you even get into hockey? That's a, a great question. Um, me personally, I, I am from the Naki, so um, there was not a lot of ice down there, obviously. Um, I grew up, I think I was about four, four or five uh, when I first started playing inline. Um, so I was from a farm down there and I found like an old pair of these kind of like quad roller skates and somehow I got my hands on a walking stick and was hitting a tennis ball around. Um, and dad was like, well, we'll take you to the skating rink and see what happens. Um, then I joined the, the New Plymouth Ravens when I was about, I think five or six, um, playing in the under 12s at the time, so I wasn't too good. Um, <laughs> and then they made the under 10 grade and it was kind of all go from there. Um, and then switched to ice, must have been 2009. Um, I moved up to Auckland for uni and then jumped on board with uh, the University Blues, the senior non-check team. How's that transition going from uh, inline to ice? It was it was tough it's, at the it's time. It's still going. It's <laughs> still going, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen me skate? Come on. Um, no, yeah, it, it, honestly, it took me probably maybe three years to get it to a reasonable standard, which, I don't know, reasonable standard by my standards, not by... Well, I mean, you know, you're getting all these imports chirping you about your skating. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, I grew up in, on a farm. Give me a break. Yeah, do you even know where Taranaki is? Yeah. <laughs> that should be next time you'd be like, point out Taranaki on a map, bitch. Taranaki hardcore. Actually yeah, pull the dead. map out of your pants. And like, <laughs> you had it ready. NFL style. What about you, Andy? How did you get into um, hockey? So this may shock some people. We actually grew up in Limfield, which is just over the hill from Avondale, um, heart of... Admiral's Whoa. Territory <laughs> um, and um, we that was a bit of a coup then if you're mm, playing for the Swamp yeah, it was, it was <laughs> um, pretty tough I think we, just going, when they originally we actually moved sort of more centrally by the time they started the league um, <clears throat> so we were sort of living in, in Mount Eden um, so they drew a line, ac- line across Auckland and said basically anyone on this side go play for the Swarm and anyone on the other side go play for the Admirals but um, go back to the original question um, so we, we, where we grew up there was a skateboarding sort of ramp bowl so we were always on our rollerblades um, so me and my three other brothers at that time um, and there was we also lived on a cul-de-sac so we played a lot of uh, street hockey and line hockey between each other um, the story goes that Josh was much better than I was so that I was always on defence because he always had the puck and that's why he was a forward and I was a defenceman <laughs> couldn't get the puck off him the old story yeah, yeah just a little one on one but um, and my older brother actually uh, Ryan got us uh, went along to the um, skate school with a friend of his from primary school um, I didn't play hockey till I was 11 or 12 so I was quite a late starter but because I had that sort of inline skating background it managed to pick it up pretty quickly I played 
just sort of rugby and cricket and football like most other Kiwi kids did when, at that age for school and for club. So um, and yeah, just got into it a bit later, and, and that's really how it all how it all took off. I, I would you say there'd be any New Zealand players that play now that didn't start playing in line? Um, that went straight into ice. I, I, like I, all the guys that I know started. Well, playing we in actually line. had this conversation in, in the van the other day on the way from the back of the rink. The influence of inline, particularly in this year's team, is quite uh, evident. Um, you know, most players either have played inline at the same time or came straight from an inline. Um, I think even probably about half the team started with inline, which is quite a significant amount. Um, and just from other areas outside of Auckland, for example, obviously you and Craig, um, Rick, so Rick Perry was up in, up north. Um, he was from the Naki originally as well. Yeah, he was we, from the Naki originally. At one stage, we had, I think we had five... Go the Naki! Four or five <laughs> players from the Naki, so... Ice packs are changing to yellow and black next year. Yeah, amber and black. <laughs> amber and black. But, um, yeah, it, it's obviously there are many benefits, you know. It's, um, they come with, um, you know, um, quick hands and skill and those sorts of things. And, you know, obviously the biggest challenge, like, like Nick has faced, is just, you know, getting crossing over from skating on inline skates. I actually gave inline a bit of a go. Uh, I was probably the worst inline player in the history of inline hockey in New Zealand. Um, <laughs> a, because I didn't have any speed, and B, because I didn't have any skill. Um, and you're not allowed to hit anyone. So I was basically a road cone out there. <laughs> <laughs> An effective road cone. Yeah. <laughs> Should have been a goalie, actually. It'd probably been more, more beneficial, but yeah. Did you ever try that? Goalie? Play goalie. Yeah. Um, we had a summer league team when I was about seventeen or eighteen, and and um, we were quite strong. So, um, and our goalie got injured at the time, so we made a decision that I'd just play goalie in my players' gear. So I spent, I played a pretty much a half a season of summer league hockey in my players' gear as a goalie. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. But full um, like lacrosse styles, pretty yeah. much. And I think I think when I was about thirteen or fourteen, our goalie got <laughs> a guy was on a breakaway, and our goalie came out and and um, he had his head down when he was skating, and our goalie smoked him at the blue. So you can imagine that. So he got a game misconduct, and there was about ten minutes ago, and they made me chuck on the pads. So that's about my experiencing as a goaltender. We're very quickly running out of time here. Um, there's just one one quick thing, just just a like question here. Uh, what is the best and worst movie you've seen recently? Mm. And he's thinking very go, seriously about this. I can take that. The worst movie that I've seen recently, which is an absolute abomination, was Zoolander Two. I, I can't go near it. I just, don't, please I just, don't. Like, it'll, it'll just it'll, ruin my Zoolander. The original. Yeah, because yeah. I love Zoolander. It was just hilarious. And then Zoolander 2 has just absolutely ruined it for me. Is it worse than? Is it worse to Zoolander than Anchorman 2 is to Anchorman? Yes, okay. yes. And, and that's quite hard to do, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Best movie? Um... I actually watched watched a couple on the plane. So I watched The Accountant with Ben Affleck. Oh yeah, I've been wanting to see that. It's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big movie fan. So that one, because we mentioned on the show recently that we watch anything with Anna Kendrick in it, isn't she in that movie? She's in that movie, yeah. and I also agree with that. that mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just watched Pitch Perfect just for Anna Kendrick. Yeah, I heard there's on a Pitch YouTube. Perfect three coming out. Oh, I wonder if it, I wonder if it's going to copy the um, the plot to the third Mighty Ducks because yeah, the yeah. second Pitch Perfect we discovered is the exact same plot as the second Mighty Ducks movie. Ah, yeah. Uh, what about you, Andy? Um, I've got the name of that Don Cherry doco. It's called Keep Your Head Up, Kid. Ah, I was, I was close. That's I was such close. a that's a, such a John, uh, Don Cherry line as well. Yeah. yeah. 
No, so um, yeah, I highly recommend that you watch that from wherever you can. Oh, well, um, we're going hockey movies, so. Oh, no, no, that, no, was, no, no, that no. was just backtracking on it. On I've just got confirmation uh, of that. Um, yeah, um, same as Nick. Um, I watched the account yesterday on the plane coming back from Melbourne, and um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> and understated analysis. review. Great review. Had, had, had a um, had a good balance between sort of uh, numbers and and people getting shot in the head. So you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because you think a movie called The Accountant that that sounds like it'd be boring. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. And the worst movie I've, is recently, or you can go all time. I'll just go recently because you know we've just been watching movies on the plane. I watched Jackie. Um, you know, it's a JFK movie. Uh, Natalie um, Portman. Yeah, it was real yeah. good, but it was quite stink because he actually dies in the end. So, <laughs> but um, <laughs> massive spoiler. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Sorry. sure. Come on, man. <laughs> but um, no, it was um, she. She did a pretty good job of trying to put on a, a sort of a Massachusetts accent for the whole movie, but um, got a little bit niggly towards the end. But um, that yeah, that'd, that'd probably off. be me. Nice. All right. Uh, yeah. Thanks for coming to the show today, guys. Oh, thanks for um, having thanks for having us in your uh, in your room. Yeah. Um, we're uh, <laughs> move, moving on to the next. But uh, thanks so much. Uh, all the best for the season, and um, we're really pulling for the Admiral's to win. So thank you. Thank Whoa. you. <laughs> Finish on that. Puck year. It's New Zealand's hockey podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or with your favorite podcatcher. Follow the guys on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Puck Here Podcast. Yeah.